How wonderful to praise the Lord. How wonderful to think that in this small congregation there are thousands of other people around the world at this time praising our Lord. How great is our God. Please be seated. The last couple of weeks, Christy and I have been lucky enough to spend some time in Queensland visiting family and friends, and we've been to two very different church services during that time. And uh, reflecting on it, an old song has come to mind, as I'm prone to do, and it's probably one that many of you know. We are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are people of the kingdom. We are family. We are one. We are washed. We are sanctified. We are cleansed by his blood. We are born of the Spirit. We are children of the Lord. We are members of his body. We are objects of his love. We are partakers of his holiness. We are citizens of heaven above. Those words are based on a passage of scripture from Romans seven, uh, Romans 8, verses 14 to 17. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. This morning I thought it would be really good if we could pray for families. So, Let us pray. Heavenly Father, together we pause in the midst of busy schedules and hectic lives to simply focus on you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We turn our eyes away from the busyness and problems of the world and recognise your majesty. We acknowledge that only you can give real hope, comfort, joy and peace. We confess our total dependence upon you, Lord, acknowledging your holiness and power. We thank you that you accept us as your children and for your unchangeable love and care. You are constantly with us, shielding, protecting and strengthening, even when we're unaware. Lord, this morning we bring before you families. Lord, we thank you for the family unit, for the strength and security that this brings to our community. We ask that all families may know your strength, comfort and protection. We pray for parents and the challenges they face as they nurture and raise their children. We pray that they may seek your guidance and be directed by you in making the right choices regarding the way they should train and discipline their children. We pray for children from newborn infants who are so helpless and dependent to teenagers who are developing their independence. 
May children be nurtured wisely and come to a real and personal understanding of the depth of your love for them. We pray for young adults, particularly those seeking a life partner or making career choices. Lord, may they make wise decisions and be led by you. We pray for grandparents and older people. May they be strong role models for the younger generations. Help them as they face the changing seasons of life and the challenges of ageing. Lord, we pray for families facing difficulties, whether they be in the form of strained relationships, financial problems, sickness, unemployment, homelessness or so many other things. Lord, we don't know what life holds in store, but are certain and thankful that you do. You offer all those facing challenges the assurance that nothing is too difficult for you. Help us to support and take care of others and families as they face times of challenge and difficulty. Show us how we can bring your love to them in these situations. Lord, we pray for those who've lost family members in the midst of the sorrow and emptiness that is so natural. May they be supported by others and surrounded with love and friendship. But above all, may they find the deep comfort that comes from knowing you. Lord, we are concerned by the many issues and challenges facing family structures within our society. Lord, we are saddened by the number of broken relationships. We ask for new levels of commitment to be shown by married couples and those who are considering marriage or any form of relationship. Lord, we are alarmed by the growing tsunami of children coming under the guardianship of the Department of Child Protection. Lord, only you have a real answer for this huge problem. Please guide those in positions of authority as they make life-changing decisions for these young children. Please help those parents who are at risk of losing their children. May they find proper support and counsel. Thank you for those who are working to care for the children removed from their families. Lord, we're appalled by the issues arising from drug abuse and other addictions and feel helpless when we see the impact that they have on individuals and families. We pray that people will seek meaning in life, not through these things, but through you. Lord, we're distressed by the growing levels of homelessness and how this impacts families. Often this issue seems so remote to us. Lord, we pray for those who are homeless and ask that you show us if there's anything we can do to resolve this problem. Lord, we're concerned by the challenges associated with the rising cost of living and the growing gulf between those with plenty and those struggling simply to make ends meet. Lord, as was demonstrated by the early church, may those you have blessed with plenty be moved to share with those who have little. Lord, we're upset by the growing pressures to change the Christian foundations of our society, and in particular the impact this is having on family structures. 
we see our society seemingly moving further and further away from you. Lord, we pray for issues around the sanctity of life, such as abortion and euthanasia, for sexual issues that are becoming more prevalent, such as the growing acceptance of homosexuality, same-sex marriage and gender fluidity. Lord, have mercy on our society and show us how we can work to uphold Christian principles. We ask that you would give us wisdom and discernment to recognise the schemes of the enemy and to stand strong against his works and attempts to undermine families. We ask that you would remind us to pray constantly for all families. We ask that you would help us to be salt and light, that we would be loving and gracious, yet unyielding to the things that are not of you. Lord, we thank you for each person that you have brought together into one large family here at Hills CFC. We ask that you bless, protect and strengthen us and grow our family to impact all we come into contact with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, as, as you were praying about families and you said at the end, we are a family and... We join with people across the world praising him, but we also join with people across the world praying and, and uplifting and upholding other things to, to him. So as a family unit, we do pray for those things and ask that God would, uh, would answer those prayers. I'm going to invite Pastor Ronnie up. We're so blessed to have you come and share with us this morning. And you can come on up. And uh, perhaps before you get stuck into the word, I know you're keen to, maybe just uh, share a little bit about your background, uh, where you came from and how you came to, to being a pastor. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sam. I think first of all, I would like to say thank you for your nice and warm welcome. And also I thank God for... The, um, Great privilege to come over here to be able to be part of the conference. And I trust and believe that God will speak to all the pastors and leaders and also to those who will be attending the conference in the few days' time. Amen. I want you to turn to the person sitting next to you. Tell him or her you are in the right place at the right time with right people. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, my name is Ronnie, and I come from um, Solomon Islands, a country of 800,000 people. It's not big like Australia. And uh, I am married, and I have five children, two boys and three girls, my eldest daughter is 22 years of age, and my last, uh, the youngest one is 13 years. They are all grown up now, and they all love the Lord. Last night I was, uh, uh, I called them last night and just to check on them, and they said, Dad, we missed you, and, but we are praying for you, they said. 
And so I've been uh, in full-time, as a full-time pastor for more than 20 years now. And I thank God uh, uh, that I, for giving me strength to be able to serve him uh, despite of whatever that is happening around us. Amen? And so that's a bit about me. Uh, maybe we can um, talk more uh, after the service. Let's, I was given only 30 minutes, so let's kick start. <laughs> Hallelujah. And for those of you who are watching online, I pray that God will speak to you as you uh, listen uh, to his word. And I pray that uh, those of you that are here this morning, you will not leave this place empty. But you will receive something from God today. And I pray that you will be strengthened, encouraged as you serve God. Amen. Once again, let's give God a big, a big hand of praise. I would like to share um, a word this morning and that is burning in my spirit, burning in my heart. While we were praying in the prayer room today, I can sense the, of the presence of the Almighty God so heavy in this place. Amen. It's so wonderful to be able to come freely and boldly into His presence. Amen. And uh, my theme or the title of my message today is Holding on to God in all circumstances. Holding on to God in all circumstances. There are moments and seasons in life when we are on the mountaintop experience. A time of laughter and time of celebrating God's victory, time of harvest, time of rejoicing, uh, when everything seems to be great. But we need to understand there are also times and seasons when we are in the valley experience. A time of loneliness, a time of family praises, a time of financial needs, a valley of sickness and trials and testings, valley of disappointments and discouragement and frustration that we all encounter in life. There are moments and times when we are on the mountaintop and there are also moments and times and seasons when we are in the valley. But whatever moments and season that we are going through, whether good or bad, let's hold on to God. Turn to the person sitting next to you, tell him, okay, hold on to God. And um, I would like to share six things in regard to our uh, team this morning. Number one, yes, holding on to God in times of crisis and disaster. Let's read Genesis, Genesis 26 verse 1 to verse 4, 12 and 13. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to King Abimelech of the Philistines 
in Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him and said to Isaac, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in that land which I shall tell you. And I will be with you and I will bless you. You will be a blessing to other nations and I will multiply you. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and ripped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. In the natural, there was a famine. Now, in those times, uh, the famine in those times are not like the famine that we experience today. In those times, when famine comes, people die, even the, the, the land is dried up, and even animals died. This, and, if it, and if you are a farmer in those times, it's hard for you to, to plant because the ground is so hard and strong. But God said to Isaac, do not move. Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in that land. You know, my friends, I believe God put you in this place. So stay in this place and flourish in this place. And I thank God that you have a powerful pastor. Stay in the place. So when Isaac heard God, had God's instruction, the natural, the land was dry, but in the spirit, the land was green and ready to plant. And the Bible says that Isaac planted crops in the same year during the famine, during the crisis and disaster. And the Bible says that the Lord's hand was upon him, the Lord's favor was upon his life, and he was prosperous because he heard God speaking to his heart, do not go down, do not run away from the crisis or disaster, but stay in that land and invest in that place. Hello? <laughs> stay in that place. <laughs> stay in that place. And Isaac obeyed God. He obeyed the voice of God and planted and invested. And he became, the Lord blessed him. And he was prosperous. Real blessing and real prosperity comes from the living God. When God's hand, when God's favor is upon our lives, we will, be, we will experience God's blessing. If you agree, say amen. Hallelujah. You know, during the, the world experience, uh, one of the uh, hardest experience maybe in history, uh, lately we, we, we've experienced the, the COVID. And uh, there were a lot of people back at home, they were so fearful, even fear came into the church. And a lot of people are in fear because the world is in disaster. And a lot of people, a lot of families have lost their loved ones. 
They lost their families. There was a great disaster in the world. And I believe also Australia also experienced that, that kind of experience. And so one time, one of our church members came to me and said, Pastor, what's, what's, what's going on? I said, we're in safe hands. We are in safe hands. Despite of the disaster and crisis that is happening around the world, God is our refuge. God is our hiding place. So we run to God and we are saved. So when disaster strikes, stand still. Turn to the person sitting next to you. Tell him, stand still. Keep on planting. Keep on investing your life in the kingdom of God. Keep on running for God. Keep on serving God in tough times like this. When disaster and when disaster strikes, let's continue to hold on to God. Maybe what you get, your finance in the bank is not enough. Maybe things are not working well with your servings. But let me remind me, let me remind you today, keep on investing your life and even your finances in the kingdom of God because our hundredfold is on the way in God. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Holding on to God in times of sickness and grave and grief. And I believe we all know the story of Job. He was the wealthiest man, a righteous man who hates evil, but yet now. The Bible says that Job had seven sons and three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. But Job lost everything in one day. He lost his family, he lost his business. He lost his wealth. And then, when he was going through the tough moments in his life, even, even sickness also came to Job. His body was full of boils everywhere. I think one boil is okay to handle. <laughs> you just imagine all of his body. Boils everywhere. Underneath his, his feet, his, his whole body was affected with boils. And even his, his wife, the person who close to his heart, he came and he said to his husband, Job, are you still hold on to your integrity? And three of his best friends came and 
said to Job, maybe there's sin in your life. That's why sickness came. <laughs> but towards the end of the book of Job, Job said, my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. I remember when my son was sick. I took him to the doctor, but the doctors could not find any sickness. They said, your son is okay. I said, no, he's not okay. He's sick. For two solid years, my son was sick. He was vomiting, vomiting, vomiting until, until yellow stuff coming out. And for two years, and my wife was crying, and, and I also joined my wife crying. And the Lord said, Shh, I have heard your tears. I have heard your tears. Now the Bible says in the book of Psalms that our tears are so important to God that God calls, collects them and puts them into a bottle. And it will come to a time when God will go back to those tears and begin to answer them one by one. We are serving a mighty God. A wonderful and awesome, powerful God. So in times of sickness and grief, let us continue to hold on to God's promise. Let us continue to hold on Him because he, His hand is too powerful to bring healing to our sick bodies. And the Bible says that Job, God gave back what Job lost because he was holding on to God in times of grief and sickness. And I want to challenge you today, my beautiful brothers and sisters, here at CFC Hills, when sickness comes, when grief comes, remember that God is watching over your life. Hallelujah. In those tough times, Job didn't lose his loyalty. Job didn't lose his commitment to God. And throughout the book, we see the hand of God upon his life after the great loss. God was blessing Job's life and he returned back what he lost. Number three, holding on to God when facing the enemy. Holding on to God when facing the enemy. I believe all of us here know the story of David and Goliath. Uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 44, the story of David against Goliath. And uh, 
in the eyes of Goliath, David was just like a little dog. <laughs> but in the eyes of God, David was a mighty man of war, a mighty man of valor. You see, the devil will not stop fighting against the church because he wants to fulfill his mission to come and steal and to kill and to destroy. So at the end of the day, the devil wants to accomplish those three things. But the Bible says, we've already had God's promise. When God builds His church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It doesn't matter what the devil is doing right across the nations of the world. It doesn't matter what the devil is trying to do against the church. Let me remind you, let me remind you today that we are victorious in God. We are victorious in God. The only thing that we have to do is to hold on to His promise and His word because His word never fails. And His promises are yes and amen. I remember when I was pioneering a work in the western part of the Solomon Islands, there were people trying to witchcraft us. You know, one night, there were snakes everywhere. Snakes. Are you scared of snakes? <laughs> Me too. There were snakes everywhere. And uh, there, was a, there was news spread in the village. They said, you know, when those snakes, those snakes come to your house, they will kill you. That's what I said. And I told them, they are touching the wrong person. You know that you know the enemy is scared of you. Turn to the person next to you, tell him, oh, hey, the enemy is scared of you. So he will try his best, he will try his skills, he will try every technique to get you down. But remember, in God we are mighty. In God, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. So, when the enemy is trying his best to destroy your life, we must, strong in God, we must able to stand and face the enemy and tell him that you were defeated 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holding on to God when facing the enemy. And so the Bible says that David won the victory. Because God was with David. God is with you. God is with me. So when the enemy challenges you, tell the enemy, you are defeated 2,000 years ago. You are untouchable. Because of God. Hallelujah. So holding on to God in all circumstances. And holding on to God when facing 
the enemy. And you remember when Goliath was laughing at David? He was cursing David. But David remained in God. And, remained, and David won the victory because God gave him that victory. And so we are victorious. Amen? The church of God is victorious. Number four. Holding on to God when facing persecution and false accusation. I remember in the four Gospels and even the book of Acts, it talks about many persecution those apostles went through. They were going through prison and beatings, but they hold on to God. They were holding on to God and the church expand and continue to grow throughout the book of Acts. And you are sitting right here today because somebody, somebody laid his life, sacrificially gave his life for the cause of the gospel. Amen. And I also remember some of the, the Christians that came to the Solomon Islands long ago. And some of them even died for their faith. There was great persecution. But I thank God that because of those powerful missionaries that went to the Solomon Islands, Solomon Islands became the Christian country today. Amen? And I was... Pioneering a work in the Western province. And part of the story was when the snake came. But for three years, we were facing persecution, 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 persecution after persecution. There was so much false accusation. They said, I'm a cult. <laughs> because there was a strong uh, Catholics and uniting church area. So they, they don't want any church to go in there. So when I was teaching in the church and baptizing young people who came to Christ, they said, don't ever go to that church, that CRC church, that pastor is a cult. So I was facing a lot of persecution and false accusation. That before I came, I went to that place, and I'm so thankful to God that the church is growing powerfully. Persecution after persecution. Even they said all kinds of negative words to my children, to my wife. They even chased us. Go back to your motherland. Go back to your place. This is not your place. Sometimes my wife cries because, because of those negative words being spoken over us. But I told my wife, it's just the beginning. We are in the right place. Persecution is normal. It's normal. People will persecute you for your faith. They will throw all kinds of words because of your belief in God. Jesus was persecuted 
But he said, I have overcome the world. Amen. So holding on to God when facing persecution and false accusation. And one time the, the, the chief in the village said, he spread rumors in the, the big village about 1,000 people. He said, Pastor Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie from the CRC church, he stole some of our traditional money. Traditional money. And he said, I will call a meeting in the village and we will deal with him. So anyway, all the village people came and we were gathered there. And I said to the chief, is there any witness among you or including you actually see me stealing those traditional money? And the chief went down to his knees and he said, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I made lies about you. But in those tough times, in those times of persecution and great false accusation, I knew that God was calling me. I knew God was with me all through those persecution times. And I encourage those who, are, those who are in the church, I told them, never give up serving the Lord in the midst of persecution. Turn to the person sitting next to you, tell him, oh, hey, never give up of serving God in the midst of persecution. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will suffer persecution. Revelation 13, verse 10, but God's people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful until the final whistle. Church, I want to encourage you today. Let us remain faithful, committed in serving God, even in the midst of persecution and false accusation. I went through it. And I thank God for giving me the strength to endure. Because without God, without Him, we are nothing. And so, holding on to God when facing persecution and false accusation. You know, some Christians are like chocolate. <laughs> you know, chocolate is very nice and to eat, but it easily melts in the sun. Right? Some Christians are like that. When tough time comes, when persecution comes, they melt. I believe you're not a chocolate Christian. Amen. We are not a chocolate Christians. We are mighty in God to be able to stand in the midst of persecution 
and false accusation. You know, one time one of our youth members came to me and said, Oh, Pastor, I was going through this and that, and that's why I'm not coming to church because it's so hard for me. I said, Get up on your feet, keep running. Get up on your feet, keep running, never give up of serving God. Amen. So holding on to God when facing persecution and false accusation. And don't ever be a chocolate Christian. Number five, we're almost done. Holding on to God when others have left. You know, while when Jesus was on earth and he was preaching about the kingdom of God and talking about life in the kingdom of God, there were large crowd of people following him. Some followed Jesus because of maybe food or they, were, they wanted just to see the miracles. So there was a time... Uh, in John, in the Gospel of John 6, verse 68, when people were leaving Jesus and turned away from him, then he said to Simon Peter, Let's read. I forgot to write it. The words, can anybody read what's up there? Someone Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. So when people are turning away from Jesus, and he said to the disciples, are you, are you going to leave as well? But Peter stood up and he said, Master, where can we go? You have words of eternal life. So we are following you. Amen. Jesus is life. And I also remember when we, uh, there were many of us, many of us who uh, were uh, started in, in the ministry and when tough times and when, when things are hard, most uh, young guys are turning back and left the faith. Most of my friends, they left. And they turned away. But I thank God that only few, few, few of us remain until today. God is good. God is good. And so holding on to God when others left. There will come a time when people also, you know, because of maybe discouragement and tough times, some people will turn away and leave the church. And it happens in the Solomon Islands. Most people don't want to go to church because things are so hard. But I want to encourage us today, let us continue to follow Jesus and allow Him to lead us by the power of His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So holding on to God when others left. Remain in God. Remain in Him. Remain in His promises.
because his words, his word never fail. There was a song, there's a song that, you know, I, I believe you know this song, I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back, no turning back. I have made my decision to follow Jesus all the way to Calvary. All the way to heaven. And I want to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters, keep on following Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. So I have decided to follow Jesus, and I believe you as well. You have decided in your heart to follow Jesus. Finally, holding on to God in times of need. Holding on to God in times of need. I believe all of us, we have needs. We have family needs. We have church needs. And one of our, one of our big projects this year is we want to build a new church building back home. A new, new church for CRC Church Solomon Islands in Honiara. And uh, I've encouraged our leaders, even our youth, the church. I know this church building project is going to cost us a lot of money. But we are serving Jehovah Jaira, our provider. God is Jehovah El Sadai, the God who is more than enough. Jesus is Jehovah El Sadai. He is Jehovah Jaira, our provider. And, uh, and so let us continue to hold on to God. And his word, and in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, let's all read it together after three. One, two, three. According to his riches in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Jesus is our Jehovah, Jireh, our provider. When we put our faith and our belief in Him and allow His Word to become part of our spirit, part of our heart, He will provide. He will provide for our needs. Let's all stand. And before, before I give the, the microphone back to Pastor Sam, when we were singing that song today, all my life he's been so faithful. I was so blessed. My spirit was lifted up. In those darkest 
moment in our lives. God is good. Can we have the musician and we sing the song before I give it, give the microphone back to Pastor Sam. Thank you. And so, just worship God as we allow His Word to sink into our spirit. I don't know what you are facing today. I don't know. But God knows. But in those times, difficult moments and hard times in our walk with God, let us continue to hold fast and hold on to His promises. Thank you, Ben. Your voice and sing with us. Oh, your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment all my life you have been so so good every breath. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word that's been spoken this morning, for the word that's touched lives here. I really believe, Lord, that you've spoken, that you've raised things in our lives to be aware of. Perhaps some, for some of us are feeling a bit like a chocolate Christian, and when the, when the pressure comes, we just, just fade away. But we just want to hold on to you, Lord, in those circumstances. We want to stand firm. We want to be alive and real and present who you are to the world that's so needing to hear your truth and your goodness. Bless you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow, there was just so much in that word this morning, Pastor Ronnie. I'm going to have to listen to that again. There's so so many words of truth. Uh, But I really specifically feel like there was a moment there where you uh, entered the prophetic uh, where you said that the Lord has heard your tears. And, and i got a sense that there's, there's people here who have been crying over things for a long time. And the Lord has heard your tears. Um, and he really wants to work in, in that, to, to work powerfully. And the, the next part was the David and Goliath, that we have victory because we are with the Lord. So if you've been crying over something for a long time, there's, there's something in your life that's, that is just ongoing. The Lord has heard your tears. The Lord has heard your tears. And he wants to work in that and he wants to give you victory and power over that thing in, in Jesus' name, not in your own strength, not in your own power, but in his victory this morning. Uh, and so if, that, if you just want to pray with someone, if you want to... Just get alongside someone. If you want to 
pray with Pastor Ronnie. I'm sure he'd, he'd love that as well. Just come and, come and say hello and say, hey, there's something on my heart. Would you pray for me? And, and do that. Now, before we uh, end our time this morning, we just want to thank Pastor Ronnie. Can we just give him a hand for, for coming and sharing with us this morning? And uh, one thing that, that we want to do is we just want to um, communicate this to the church. We want to give a, a love offering to Ronnie to help cover his costs of flying over to the conference and the, the cost of the conference as well. And so we're actually going to pass the buckets along again. And David, if you can just put up our tithes slide with our EFT details on it, uh, you can feel free to get out your phones and to... If you label it love offering, then we'll be able to coordinate where those monies go. But Pastor Roddy, we just wanted to bless you and thank you. And while that's happening, you mentioned wanting to, to build a building. Are there any other prayer needs that we can, if, as you've blessed us, that we can pray for you and bless you? Anything else? Can I just pray for young people? Young people. They will not stay away from God. Yeah. When facing darkness. Okay. All right. So... If we just leave that up there and feel free to, to use those details right now. I just want to pray for Pastor Ronnie. I'm going to pray for uh, his building project, but he just mentioned then he wants to pray for young people in the Solomon Islands that they won't leave the faith in the tough times. So can we join together and, and pray for Pastor Ronnie's church and, and the whole church over there as they, they minister that in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Ronnie. We thank you for his his word to us this morning, for his words of encouragement that just touched the soul. And Lord, just pray for, as he said, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are our provider, that you're their provider. Lord, that as they long to build a new church facility to to praise you, to preach your word, for others to come to know you, Lord, that you'd be providing for them. Lord, that you'd be making a way uh, in the wilderness, that you'd be doing a new thing uh, in that space and in their church as they do that. And we just also pray for these young people, uh, young people not only in the Solomon Islands but all over the world, uh, young people as they're uh, pushed with certain things from the government or agendas of the world or the enemy that comes to try and kill, steal and destroy. Lord, that you would be uh, their protector, their provider, but Lord, that they would uh, know your presence and know that you are real. Know that there is no one like you and that your your goodness is running after them and that you are pursuing them. So Lord, pray that they do not turn away from you, that they turn to the one holy, true and living God, the almighty God, and that they would find hope and purpose in you, Lord Jesus. Pray for Pastor Ronnie, Lord, as he continues to minister. Lord, may he be a blessing and may his ministry uh, be fruitful, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, church. And well done, kids, for uh, being in the whole time uh, this morning. I just want to say thank you for being part of this morning. If you would like prayer, please uh, head into the prayer room or perhaps down the front We're going to get the team to continue to pray. Uh, The coffee team isn't rostered on this morning, so we're going old school, and we're going to have the the kettle and the um, coffee and tea available. Uh, So feel free to hang around and fellowship, and Lord bless you as you go out into your week. Amen.
Oh, my love, you have been faithful.